Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we're back for another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. And joining us for a, 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 a beginning segment here on the show is sitting over in the third seat. We have Mr. Joey Image himself. Good morning, folks. How are you? <laughs> morning. What side of the world yes, are you on? It's, it's morning somewhere. <laughs> I'm in um, Aruba. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in GTA 6. I'm in Vice City. Yeah, speaking of GTA 6, the uh, the the trailer just dropped a little while ago. Yeah, and, less than uh, an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you think, Derek? What do you think about the return to Vice City? I, I haven't played a GTA game since Vice City, but what? I will be returning to Vice City. Oh, that's it. You're off the show. I'm replacing you. <laughs> uh, okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, it's Come funny. On. I bought GTA Five like six times, like PS3, PS4, PS. Yeah. Well, I didn't buy the PS5 version. You know, I never PC. finished it. I never finished oh, it. God, I I did all three endings, and then uh, I guess there's four endings. There's one for each character, and there's like a universal one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I still go back. I, I shouldn't say I go back and replay it. I go back and just drive around the car for a while. <laughs> Same thing with like days gone. GTA is just yeah. driving around, just yeah. doing. Same random thing with stuff. days gone. Like I'll I'll load up days gone and just drive around on the bike yeah. for a while. And you know it's funny. Just just yesterday, um, you know I, I have that. I, I fired up the PS2 and I was gonna play some TMNT, the game I bought at the the Goodwill a while right. back, and uh, it wouldn't load. And I tried cleaning the disc and everything, and still wouldn't load. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pop in San Andreas. I just picked that up from the Goodwill. 
few weeks ago, and uh, it started right up, and, and that game's still really good. I think I played it for about three hours yesterday, and I only expected to be in there for about 10 minutes, but I just kept going. <laughs> I think GTA 3 is the only one I haven't played through fully. I played every. I played all the other ones at least once. Like San Andreas, I played like once. Vice City, I was like addicted to, but GTA Five, I played through like at least six or seven times. Yeah. Actually, Jay, I thought of you yesterday because I bought a VHS tape. Oh yeah. Or I ordered buy? one from Amazon actually, which is wild. I didn't know if Amazon had VHS. Let me guess. WrestleMania three. Uh, WrestleMania fifteen. Oh, I was oh, close wow. though. I was I was in the ballpark. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I watched three today. Oh, okay, okay, that's where you got that from, I bet. <laughs> no, I just, I have a, they came out with a VHS box set, uh, however long ago, that only has one to 14, and uh, it's going on eBay for like 100 bucks. Wow. So I'm like, I wonder if I throw 15 in there, can I sell it for more than that? So in the case, there's a little blank spot where another tape would fit, but it wasn't, you know, it hadn't happened at the time. When they released this box, and so I'm like, I wonder if I buy 15 and stick it in that empty space, can I sell it for like 150 bucks or 120 bucks? So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, it, was, not it, was, bad. it was seven dollars on Amazon for the VHS. Oh, that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. What about you, no. Derek? How has your your week been? I, well, I was sick for most of it, so yeah. there's <laughs> that. that. Um, but no, doing doing a lot better. Um, filmed the wedding Saturday. Um, I just, I did so much this weekend. It's tough to really keep track. But between filming a wedding, um, helping my wife out with her sister's uh, bridal shower, which she's getting married in a couple of weeks, so it's been pretty pretty breakneck speed here. Wow! It wasn't the vid last week, was it? Or was it just a... no? It was not. Oh, it was just good. a sinus infection. Uh, Mushmouth in the chat room says, "Why why didn't I read his list on the last thing where y'all did a list? I don't remember what it was." <laughs> and I said, "I I must have missed it, so I'm sorry if if I didn't read your list." The the list from the one episode that we did about the yeah, thing about the thing with the Story top five it. the top five yeah. thing. But uh, my week's been okay. I've been I've been playing a lot of stuff. Like I said, uh, reviewing POW tonight. Played that for a good bit. Over the last week, played some uh, San Andreas yesterday. Um, what else did I play? I think that's about it. Just those two things over this last you know what? week. I, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Mobile, which is weird because I don't play a lot of Call of Duty on PC. Like, my wife bought me the Backbone thing a while back. So, actually, I mentioned it in the Top 5 Controllers. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I love this thing, but just, I don't know. The other day, I just popped on Call of Duty Mobile with this thing, and it's great. And I'm good at it, which is weird. You know, I don't really play mobile games too much. The only mobile game I have on my phone is Globe Glider, which is our mobile game partner. And if you like action-adventure platformers, and we know you do, Globe Glider is for you. How was that for a segue? Make a donation to (laughs) the game (laughs) using our partnership. (laughs) It is quick and easy. Just simply hit the donate button. Select Nerd Cave Retro as your referral partner to unlock sweet in-game prizes like an exclusive Nerd Cave Retro cape. So download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. So yeah, that can help. That's an official sponsor of our segment right now, which is <laughs> weird news from Mr. Joey Image. And I think I have a little a thing here to play. Let me let me pick a thing to play for it here. here Do I have an intro works. song now? Yeah, this will work. There we go. That works. 
<laughs> All right, so last time we did the uh, topical Starfield thing. Starfield had just come out, and that genius stole a bunch of them and <laughs> put, a, put his face all over social media. So the other one, or I should say the next one that I found that is funny to talk about is also topical because it involves wrestling, which uh, you know directly ties into me, and it involves Randy Orton from WWE, who just returned last weekend. So also topical. Um, so I'll just read the headline. It's so funny to me. WB's Randy Orton paid someone $1,000 to level up his character in Elden Ring. <laughs> so funny to me. This is because... so weird. We talked about this on, I, I told you, we talked about this on the headliners episode of Open Micers. Yeah, I had just heard about this, like, last week when I asked you about it, and it's hilarious. I don't get the whole paying people to level your characters, because this is not a new thing. People used to do this all the time back in the day, especially like when WoW first started. People would yeah. just pay people to level your character. Like, why would you do that? Because if if you start out with a level sixty character, like you don't know how to play it, right? Because you haven't been playing. It's like it's like people that used to buy or probably still do buy WoW accounts. Like you can yeah. tell when they're in a raid, they don't know what's going on, and it's like the speculation is always like, "Oh, you must have bought that account because you don't know what you're doing." But the funny, the funny thing is, there's two guys that used to be in WWE. Um, there's a guy, one guy's name is Brendan Williams. The other guy's name is Mansoor Al Shahil, and uh, that's their real names. Um, but they do uh, Twitch streams together. So they got fired. They they got hired together. They got fired together. They teamed together when they were there. They're still best friends, or whatever. So one of them mentioned on the Twitch stream that they just out of you know randomly were talking about video games one day, and Orton mentioned that he loves uh, Elden Ring, but it's so freaking hard. And it's brutal and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he said it's brutal yet beautiful. Um, so whatever. They thought nothing of it. Whatever. You know, they, months later, they got fired, blah, blah, blah. So then this thing pops up. This headline pops up. And they mentioned on the Twitch stream, well, you know, he came, he came to us backstage one day saying how he much, how much he loved the game. But it was so brutal and, and hard. Like, we, didn't, we never thought, we, you know, we just left it at that. We never thought he would, like, it would come up in... <laughs> the gaming news that he went and paid somebody to do what he was complaining about so um so the quote that uh somebody uh i guess this guy asked him about it so the guy uh mansoor who he, he was also mansoor in wwe he asked him about it after this um headline came out or after this article came out and <laughs> and orton said uh, and i quote yeah it's effing hard I paid a guy a thousand bucks to give me infinite runes so I could just level a 100 right away. I love that game, though. It's awesome, but I can't deal with that BS. So I just paid a guy. Well, That's you're... so funny. And then they did like a dramatic reenactment on their TikTok about it, which I haven't seen yet. But I, I assume it's got some kind of graphic of Orton like, hey, hey guys, can you, can you take a thousand bucks for this? wish I had the money where I could drop a thousand dollars to just have somebody play my game yeah. for me. Right? Oh, yeah, I would do it for every game I own. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, we got a question for you in the chat room. It says, Oh, uh, I don't have the chat room open. Sorry, since, since we have an authority on wrestling here, I would love to post this question. Why is Orange Cassidy the best wrestler of all time, and will he be under my Christmas tree? Who said that? <laughs> Mushmouth. Mushmouth? <laughs> I hope that's sarcastic because I have uh, been on many shows with him. He is a great wrestler and a great worker for those that know the difference. Um, 
but I would not call him the best. I've been on many shows like that guy. He used to be an ant. He was an ant. He was an ant. He just wore a green costume. And he was called Green Ant. And he had the big antlers and everything, or the antennas like, and everything. I like how you say uh, there's a difference between being a great wrestler and a great worker. When is. you say great worker, it's just kind of like the kid works hard but that's just code. <laughs> well, yeah it means, means differently like like hulk owen is a great worker but not a great wrestler yeah <clears throat> right um i've also he i've also seen him uh be an ice cream cone and uh there used to be a tag team called los ice creams and the, their their masks were like a mask with a giant ice cream cone on top of it wow so but now he's orange that's incredible cassidy. he's been orange cassidy for a long time he is a great wrestler he's a great worker but he, i wouldn't say he's one of the best just a my opinion. But I have been on many shows with that guy. Um, and if you want him under your Christmas tree, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, <laughs> I think Joey could make that happen. Christmas miracle. Have someone ship him to Mushmouth. Oh, man. But back to the, uh, the, the story of Randy Orton. I don't know. I, I just don't see the point in, in actually paying people to, to level your. I mean, because isn't the whole fun of the game is playing the game? Learning it. I mean, am I just an old man thinking that or what? No, hey, we're the same age, man. A lot of the old, uh, I mean, a lot of the fun for me is going through the story, which is like why I like stuff like Days Gone and like Last of Us, uh, you know, even like Legend of Zelda, stuff like that, because it's a story behind it. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, I'm level one and I, here's a thousand bucks. Now I'm level whatever it was, a hundred. Yeah. I think is what he said. I guess it's hundred. Is 100 the max in that game? Uh, for, I'm for not sure. For Elden Ring? Elden, oh, I have no idea. I've never played it. I'm not a... I, I can't do the Souls games. I can't... Me neither. Just, I, <laughs> My I bought, thing is... I like, bought if... Bloodborne, which I think is Souls 2, maybe. I bought that on PS4 because the cover art looked cool, and I bought it for uh, 30 bucks, I think, and I sold it for 40 within three <laughs> days. Like, I can't. Nice. This game is horrendous. I don't understand intentionally making it not fun. <laughs> My thing is, like... If he can give a thousand dollars to somebody to level up his character, why doesn't he give money to the developers to give his character the RKO? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, I guess oh, he's I... already got that in 2K. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's but that'd funny, be though. so dang funny. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with Mushmouth. He says, as an RPG guy, earning every level is a big thing. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it just hit yeah. that level ding. You know, you actually feel. Well, like he earned them just not directly. That's why I, I love World of Warcraft so much. Like, man, when you level up, it just it feels like you earned something. Like you did something, right? Yeah. And they they just um, or no, they didn't raise the level cap yet. The new expansion will raise the level cap, and wow, you know, <laughs> from seventy to eighty, which is now weird that Metzen just back, didn't. I, yeah, I just I want to say that now that Metzen's back, I am saving my money because I want a gaming <laughs> PC. I think I'm going to uh -oh. get back into Warcraft. Oh, you got to tell me, man. I'm, uh, I don't know his character name, but he's in our guild. Oh, with Scott man. Johnson and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big secret. And, <laughs> I mean, I've been friends with the guy for a few years now, and I've just never asked him. But I know it's a secret. Um, I don't even know if he plays regularly. I know he did before he was back to work, but uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. But, but yeah, man, you gotta let me know. I'll build you something when you come up here. All right, I'm gonna have to do that because I really. And we could get build something in. small fat or small form factor too, so we could ship it yeah. cheaply. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I could carry it on the plane and be like, "It's not a bomb." It's I not swear. a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a b word. I don't oh, think you can say man. the word "bomb" on a plane. But Joey, you have to say it's... it's not a b word. 
we got to start wrapping this little section up. But thank you so much for coming on, man. We got Buddy the Beagle in the background. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, he's right over here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. All and, right, man. Um, yeah, we'll see always you again. a pleasure. We'll see you yes. right here again next month. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, up there. you too, yeah. guys. I'll talk to you all soon. All right. Yep. You have a good Appreciate evening. And, and now it's just the two of us. Oh. Oh. Uh. Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're ready to jump into the news for this evening? Let, let's do it. And some of tonight's stories were submitted to us by I Am The Rampage and Armez Jackson. I need a good way to say Armez Jackson's name, like Armez Jackson. Armez! <laughs> and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail. Dot com And this first story is from Tom'sGuide.com. Nintendo Switch 2 tipped for 2024 launch and new Mario Kart detailed. The currently unannounced Nintendo Switch 2 has once again been tipped for a release in 2024, and it's reportedly set to receive a new 3D Mario game and a new installment in the ever-popular Mario Kart series. Zippo, a leaker with a reasonable track record of accurate information, has suggested via their blog that Nintendo's follow-up to the Switch will launch next year. The supposed insider doesn't offer an exact release window, but, uh, but the previous Switch 2 rumors have suggested that it will launch the second half of 2024. Um, says, we're taking this with a grain of salt, but he has previously leaked Nintendo games, including Metroid Dread, uh, and everybody... Um, uh, see, uh, blah, blah, blah... Uh, let's see, uh, he also states that it will launch alongside a new 3D Mario game, which I guarantee you is going to be Odyssey 2, and there could be the long, um, it could be Mario Kart, uh, X. So, wait a minute, so are we skipping 9, or what are we doing? Maybe it was a, um, maybe it was a typo. Maybe. So I would think uh, Mario Kart 9 is going to be it. So that's some of my predictions from last week. There's a, a leak from a uh, pretty reputable leaker. So I think I got a couple of notches on the belt after last week. We'll see. I mean, I, it's, I'm surprised that this came out so soon after we did our prediction show. I, I like the idea of this um, Super Mario Kart Ultimate, mm -hmm. like kind of giving it the Smash Brothers treatment would be really cool but i would save that for the 10th mario kart game yeah like i like not doing it for 9 seems kind of random like i think 10 should be a big deal yeah i'm i'm still going to say that i'm not 100% sold on this 3d mario game being mario odyssey 2 it very well could be or they might do something completely different Either if that way. happens, then we'll we'll both be right. Yeah, I mean, either way, I'm I'm gonna yeah, play. Yeah, I'm. It. <laughs> yeah, same. No doubt about that. I, uh, what do you think of just calling it the Switch Two? Because to me, it just seems kind of bland. I think they should call it Super Switch. Just go back to the old yeah, days of like the NES Super and Nintendo Super Switch. Nintendo. Just call it the Super Switch. It rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, like Switch Two, is just like. Mm. Yeah, just kind of block. But you call it Super Switch. Now there, uh, that's something I want to play. Sounds like the name of a like a disco song from the seventies. Oh yeah, Sunshine Two or Gaia Three. Ooh, Sunshine Two would be pretty interesting. That would be pretty. We haven't seen a sequel to Mario Sunshine Two. That would be mm -mm. pretty great. Yeah, because I love Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine's great, and that that you know that uh, what the 
what's that thing called? The Oh, the flood? The flood. The flood mechanic was really cool. I like that game. Mm-hmm. Another game that I think could get the remaster treatment. Yo, absolutely. 100%. A Mushmouth also says there was a me- an immediate quality drop after Joey Image left. Huh. And weird. I totally agree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with this. I mean, that's... It's looking more and more likely that we're going to get the second Switch in 2024. Yeah, I think by the end of next year, we will have it. Next up, we have a web story from NintendoLife.com. Atari 50 is getting more games via free updates. 12 dropping uh, next week, which this was posted this past Thursday, Mm -hmm. so this week. Atari has announced that the stupendous compilation Atari 50 The Anniversary Collection will be getting even more games via several free content updates. The first of these is launching on December 5th, which if you're watching live is tomorrow, and will bring 12 Atari 2600 titles to the collection comprised of prototypes, homebrews, and official titles. Future planned updates have been confirmed to include even more games along with additional concept art and behind-the-scenes interviews with industry legends, expanding the already excellent timeline from the birth of the arcade title Computer Space in 1971 to the death of the Atari Jaguar in 1996. As for which games might be included, Atari has left some cryptic hints in its Twitter post, two of which may well be Basketball and Steeplechase, but we're personally hoping for classics like Joust, Pitfall and Frogger, along with maybe a few licensed gems like The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and of course, the legendary E.T. the Extraterrestrial. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do it just to get a reaction like that, like, just for a laugh. Like, why not? I'm going to have to go ahead and get this Atari 50. Uh, yeah, I'm going to also. Because it's just, it seems to be well worth the money, and, and Atari really seems to be getting back into the game, which the next story is also about Atari, so we want to roll right into that one. Go for it. Uh, from newsjournal.com, Atari CEO says company is focused on retro gaming. Atari CEO Wade Rosen insists that the company is committed to retro games. The firm became a household name when they released the Atari 2600 in 1977. Uh, However, by the early 2000s, Atari had fallen into obscurity. But, he told GamesIndustry.biz, As an organization, when I came on board, the question was, what can we do better than anyone else in the world? And we're not in a state to really compete with Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo, nor do we want to. So when we looked and asked what we could do better than anyone, retro was the thing that jumped out to us, at least at this stage in our history. So we just decided to be as great as we could be at this very specific thing, and that's what we've been focused on. And thank you for realizing that. (laughs) Like, that jump back into giving us updated versions of, you know, the older games, the, the, the really good games that were out that people loved back then and then dip your toe into remakes of that older stuff and atari could really be a great publisher and they've been making some really good decisions lately so i kind of have i'm I'm kind of you know i'm i'm riding atari's coattails on this one i think they're going to do some great things in the next few years you could say you're buying what they're selling oh yeah i'm smelling what they're cooking (laughs) 
as another great wrestler once said um yeah it's i'm with you i think atari realizes what they need to do and that's i mean it's it's common sense you placate to your strengths and that is their strength Mm -hmm. and yeah could they remaster and maybe remake stuff down the line absolutely but i i think what they're doing right now is smart because yet is atari as known as nintendo or as relevant no but people do know the name atari Mm -hmm. you know so i i think this is a great way to reintroduce their brand to you're the older generation Mm -hmm. and to introduce themselves to the younger generation just be great at the things you were great at and and move forward from there and and then Start with the merchandising. You know, we'll see people walking around with, with Atari T-shirts again you know, in a couple of years. So that would be that would be really nice to see Atari make a comeback. Oh, absolutely! Because it was such a huge thing when I was a kid, and then it just went away. Yeah, I still remember when I was a kid, my uncle having a an Atari, and mm. it it didn't work because it was this was probably like ninety eight. Yeah. Or 99 when I saw it for the first time. But, um, you know, it, it's still, I still knew of it. So I, st- I, I like what they're doing. I still have mine. I don't play it because I can't hook it up to any TVs I have because it doesn't have the uh, the antenna prongs anymore on the back of the TV. So I can't play it. So it just kind of sits in the in the little case over there. But it's a, it's a good thing for you to have, though. Yeah. Our last story comes to us from, funny enough, GhostbustersNews.com. A rare lost piece of Ghostbusters video game media has been found. Uh, being found and uploaded by YouTuber Ginger Happy Gaming, a nine-minute-long presentation, uh, which is a rare glimpse of internal marketing for Activision's video game adaptation of 1989's Ghostbusters 2, It lays out the success of the franchise up until the release of the slime-filled sequel, along with a rare cut of the music video to Bobby Brown's On Our Own that, in addition to clips of the films and the real Ghostbusters animated series, includes footage of what appears to be the Amiga release of the Ghostbusters 2 video game. I need to watch this when we're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, While the quality isn't the best, only being filmed off the television, but with the VHS tape previously being left in a warehouse... Bracing the elements as Ginger Happy Gaming mentions within the video, a digital remaster is currently being worked on. Of course, once that comes to light, we'll give it a full feature, so stay tuned. I love stories like these. I loved when they find cool stuff like this, because this was just found in an abandoned storage unit, this, this random VHS tape, and it contains all this cool stuff on it. I know, like, I, I miss that type of marketing. From video games, because you know, I've talked about mm-hmm. the the tapes that Nintendo did for Donkey Kong Country and for the Nintendo sixty four. So, like, I knew there had to be other ones, but I had no idea there was one for Ghostbusters. Yeah, but just imagine That's cool. how much other cool stuff is out there just waiting to be discovered in an abandoned storage unit. Uh, they should make a reality show about that. Yeah, maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> they call it Storage Wars. Yeah, and have people bid on them. Uh, but that's going <laughs> to bring us to the end of the news. Uh, do we want? Do we have time to go through this month in video uh, game history? 
Uh, we can save it for next week if you want. Okay, yeah, let's save it, and uh, we'll we'll move on into... Actually, before we go into the review for tonight, Derek, you want to do our Patreon shout-out? Absolutely. We want to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Fed, a.k.a. Knife, James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. on our Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson. I'll work on an intro for Armez. I'll have something next week. <laughs> All right. uh, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage. Rampage. Steph Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Diamond. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you know, I found a dollar in change yeah. <laughs> laying around my house the other day. So chances are it's in y'all's houses too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if for as little as a dollar a month, you get early access to our monthly bonus episodes, which for the most part is a commentary track like this past month. We did a commentary track for a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. We've also done full-length movies like Transformers the movie, Double Dragon, the Super Mario Brothers movie, the live-action one, not the good one. Um, <laughs> animated series like Real Ghostbusters, Darkwing Duck. You know, the list is near endless on what we've done. You know, I, was, I know we got to... I was thinking about, but, the, for this month, we were talking about doing the, hol the Star Wars holiday special. And mm -hmm. I was like, what... If we get into it and I just, I physically cannot finish <laughs> the, the, the holiday special, do we just put out like a half, a half of a commentary track or <laughs> what do we do? Well, we'll just call it, we'll call it the meltdown. I mean, we haven't decided 100% yet if we're going to do it, but I don't know. It seems like it would be a fun thing to do, but at the same time, I don't know if I can take it. My thing is, we made it through Double Dragon, and we've made it through the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, but Double Dragon I, is freaking <laughs> is like Citizen Kane compared to to the Holiday Special. Almost anything is Citizen Kane compared to the <laughs> Holiday Special. <sighs> I'm I'm like, I'll leave it up to you and Wally. Like if y'all want to do it, I will suffer through it. Okay. Well, I'm going to let Wally decide. So if Wally decides he wants to do the holiday special, I will suffer through it. I don't know how I feel about putting our fate in the hands of our fact checker. <laughs> you might do it just to torture us. Probably. I I would do the same thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be, send, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we could give you a proper shout out. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And tonight I'm going to be talking about... Prisoners of War was released in Japan as, let's see if I can uh, pronounce this, Datsugoku Prisoners of War. Um, It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up produced by SNK and originally released as an arcade game in 1988. A home version was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System on June 30th of 1989 in Japan and September in North America. It takes place during the Cold War where uh, players control a duo of military prisoners who break free from this cell to relentlessly fight their way into the main base of their adversaries in order to eliminate their leader and escape with their lives. Now, the arcade version was two-player. Um, you, In the original arcade version, you play... Uh, there are two players. Um, one is in a Navy Blue Guerrilla Warfare uniform named Snake, and the other is uh, in a Blood Red uniform named Bart. And in the NES version, you only play as Bart, but you're in blue <laughs> or green, like bluish green. Oh yeah. There, there are some changes that, like, they've made between versions of games that make no sense to me. And knowing not as much about the game as you do, I can say that honestly makes no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they had to combine them both to make them into one character. Uh, since you only get to play true. as one. Yeah, true. But I don't know. I I think they probably could have made this a two-player on the NES. I mean, Double Dragon was a two-player. I don't understand I mean, why this, they this made this I mean, this looks like one. the perfect two-player game for the NES, and I'm surprised that it's not. Yeah, it's kind of weird. They, they did weird stuff like that. I mean, it's kind of like the, uh, the Super Nintendo version of Final Fight. You know, they took one whole player out of the game, and you can only play one-player games. There there was no two-player mode, which there absolutely could have been. Like, and I don't know why they didn't. It's just weird. It'd be a question I'd want to ask a developer if we ever had the chance to interview any of them. Yeah. Just, um, but, like, it might be an easy answer, but I'm, I'm just curious to know why. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it could, because you look at a game like Final Fight, that's not as big of a game as, like, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, or Earthbound. I mean, they could fit those games onto the the chip. Why couldn't they fit, you know, Guy or Guy, however you pronounce it, on uh, on Final Fight? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Joey, it was uh, it was not two player co op for the NES. I I I never had a t- second player to play with anyway when I was a kid. Unless I was at a sleepover or something. So, um, yeah, there was no two-player aspect on it. But some of my notes for the game. Uh, this game still, to, to, at least to me, this game looks and sounds great. 
uh, SNK, we played some pretty good, or I don't know if you have, but I some of the SNK games that I've reviewed for the show here, SNK was on par with Konami as far as music and graphics go. The 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 music is definitely top notch on the game. Yeah, and I I would echo that sentiment. You know, from the gameplay I watched, it, it there's a reason why that style of music is timeless. Yeah, because it, it still sounds just as good in 2023 as it does in you know the late 80s or the early 90s. And so it, I I echo that sentiment 100. percent And they were they they definitely did a good job of making it not, um aggravating to have to hear it over and over again like that was a skill to be able to make music that's that's catchy and doesn't get old because you're going to be hearing it a lot playing these levels over and over again and it looks really good too like the colors really pop Mm -hmm. you know which I, i think is again that i think that graphic style is timeless too because you look at modern day indie games that look like a mm-hmm. like an upgraded version of the NES or Super Nintendo. Yeah, and this game even back then, I thought that you know this game looked great. Um, just li- like you said, the colors pop, the music was great. Um, it is a little bit slower than I remember it being, but you know we've come a long way since you know beat 'em ups on the NES. So if you're used to playing beat 'em ups now, like if you if you play shredder's revenge and then go back and play this it's gonna be oh my god i'm playing in mud like it's so slow is it slow as donatello and tmnt (laughs) yeah it actually it's 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 almost like playing tmnt uh and when it's when it does that slow down when there's too many uh characters on the screen oh jeez. But yeah, it's it's a pretty slow game. But I mean, it, it's a pretty it's still a solid beat 'em up. Um it's got some great power-ups and weapon pickups in the game like you can uh as you're going through the level, uh you can like go into like rooms or there'll be like trucks parked and you can go up into the back of the truck um and fight everybody in the truck or whatever and you get a power-up while you're in there, like, you know, brass knuckles or, you know, uh, uh, refill on your life, things like that. And then other characters come out and they have knives that you can knock out of their hands, grab the knife and throw it. Uh, and that's a one hit kill. You got other characters that come out with like machine guns and you can beat them up and take their machine guns. So there's always like, there's a little bit of, of, of a variety throughout the levels. Yeah. Which is, which I think is a good thing. And, you know, like I, what I like about those um, those beat-em-ups, you mentioned it being slower. It's kind of tough to find that happy medium because mm. I don't know if you felt the same way about Shredder's Revenge, but I thought that game moved at too fast of a pace. Yeah, Because <laughs> it was like, the, like I started it and then the next thing I knew, like it was over. Yeah, I mean, I bought that game and then like an hour later I was finished. <laughs> it was like, wow, that didn't take long at all. But I mean, it's it's to be expected with that time frame. You know, the beat 'em ups from that era kind of move at a more methodical mm-hmm. style of pace, which I don't think is bad because you get if it's a good beat 'em up. I'll preface this with that: um, you get more enjoyment out of it because it's not over as quick. 
Yeah, and Joey says uh, there's a bunch of scenes in Rygar where everything lags a lot because of too many sprites on the screen at the same time. Yeah, that was just a that was a staple of the NES when there were just too many enemies on screen at once. Everything would just start to slow down, and you'd go from you know 60 frames a second to two. <laughs> so that was just that was par for the course with the NES. It's like when you're on a Zoom call with like horrible connection speed. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this is, and I wrote, uh, this is another one of those games like Contra, where it's you know quote unquote Nintendo hard because you only get like three lives and uh, a couple of continue. I don't know if the uh, continue. I think that you only get like two or three continues uh, for the game, but <laughs> there is a cheat code that gives you twenty one lives. And then it becomes the easiest game ever. So if you want to get through the game pretty quick, and you were talking about, you know, we were talking about um, Shredder's Revenge, where it took maybe an hour and 15 minutes to beat that game when I first got it. And there's like, what, 25 levels to go through in that game. You just fly through everything. But this game, like, it, it just goes to show, like, how slow the game is. There's like five levels in this game. And you can beat it in under an hour, like 45 wow. minutes, <laughs> if you just put in that cheat code and go straight through. I was going to ask you if you broke out the Game Genie for it. but No, just, I just... Just a code. Uh, I, see, this is one of the few games I could actually defeat as a kid uh, regularly. And I played it a lot when I was a kid because I had an um, electronic gaming monthly that had the cheat code for the 21 lives in, in the game. So that's how I beat it as a kid, and that's how I beat it as an adult, because you put <laughs> that cheat code in, and you're just, boom, you're, you're just going to go through the whole thing. Wasn't that the greatest feeling when you'd pick up a magazine yeah. and you'd be reading it, and you'd find a code that for a game you're playing, and you're like, uh-huh. oh, yes. <laughs> but it's just like Contra. If you try to go through the game with just regular no cheat code, it's really tough to get through the game, but you got that cheat code, you're going to just blaze th- right through, especially once you know, because the toughest enemies in the game are the bosses, but once you know the pattern, their patterns, like you just fly right through it. Joey says, Zoom with four people trying to watch a movie together. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like us doing Scream. Uh, if anybody listened right. to our Scream commentary, we literally had to restart four times. Because of the lag. Uh, we saw a lot of Drew Barrymore. Yeah, we saw that whole 15-minute opening segment like three or four times. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing I didn't... Here, here's one of the things I did not like about the game, and I don't remember this as a kid, but it was very obvious, blatant in your face as an adult. That three-quarter view, uh, very similar to Double Dragon. It's not like a straight-on platformer. It's that you know three-quarters view. Um, but you have to be on like the same line as the person you're attacking, or you can't hit them. But the messed up part about it is they can still hit you, <laughs> which which makes you know the hit boxes can be a bit wonky until you get used to that. And it drove me nuts at first because I was like, "This is so stupid." But once I kind of got used to it, it didn't really bug me that much anymore. But it is still one of those things that's like, why can't I hit them, but they can sure as hell still hit me? Uh, that's where the the evil developers come in with their 
little trolling idea for the fan. Just like, uh, you know what? We're going to throw this little nugget in here. Yeah. I, I hate that type of stuff. That uh, I get it if that's the type of gameplay that you want to have, but make it equal on both sides. Mm, yeah. If that I makes mean, sense. Because that it's really hard like when you're because of how slow you're like if you if you were blazingly fast across the screen like like when you're playing uh you know ninja turtles the arcade game or manhattan project it's very because that game is so kind of fast-paced you can just jump in the air and like uh, you know move and and kick stuff kick people and punch what you know hit with your weapons and everything from pretty much wherever you are but with this game, it's like you can't really jump. Well, you can do a jump kick, but you have to hit both buttons at the same time because of the two button, you know, the AB. You only have the AB button on the NES, so they had to kind of get creative with being able to do a jump kick. So you can't really jump in the game. Like, there's no jump button. So you just have to kind of walk <laughs> to where, you know, somebody... And, and, the, and the enemies are faster than you, so you got to kind of cut them off at the pass, you know, when they're walking around and you're trying to get on the same like line of, uh, sight, I guess where they are and hit them, but they end up hitting you first. And you just, you want to throw the controller the first couple of times it happens. So there's a, an area of strategy that you've got to have. Yeah. Once, I mean, once you get used to it, it doesn't really bug you, um, anymore, but, uh, it does take a little getting used to because that is like, it's aggravating. Oh, Joey asks if you've ever streamed POW. Uh, no, I have not. I thought about it, but I, I hate streaming stuff when I first play it after years of not playing it because I don't want to be seen sucking uh, very badly at video games, which I do. So now that I know I can play through it and beat it again, I'll probably stream it sometime soon. <laughs> Oh, you should. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a great game, but it doesn't take that long to beat, so it would be something to pop on for an hour and play through it and then, you know, have a nice little playthrough video. I like games like that, though, you know. as I know we've mentioned this on the show before, but growing up being a huge fan of RPGs, now I prefer to play games that, you know, might take 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. Because, you know, you just take in a little bit of time, play through it, and you're good to go. And, you know, I almost bought a complete inbox uh, of this game when I was in New Jersey hanging out with our friend Joey. Um, and, Joey, what was the name of that, that shop we went to where I got the Super Mario Brothers 3? Because it came down to between <clears throat> if I wanted to buy this or Super Mario Brothers 3, which I'm glad that I did, made the purchase I made. I still want to get a copy of this complete inbox. Um, but I bought the Super Mario Brothers 3 at that shop, and it ended up being the, the Mario 3 variant with Brothers over the hand. So they didn't know what they had, and I ended up paying $30 for it, and it's worth like two $300 now. Uh, Digital Press was the name of that shop. So if you're from New Jersey, uh, there's probably still a complete inbox uh, POW sitting in the shelf there that I was going to buy. He says it's in Clifton, New Jersey. It's a great city name, Clifton. Yeah, Clifton. It's fun to say. 
Um, see, some of my other notes here, uh, solid side-scroller. <laughs> Sorry, I started laughing because I read my last line here. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, solid side-scroller, but very repetitive. Uh, graphics are fantastic, but the level designs are all very similar. And yeah, if you go through the game, it's all pretty the same. There's not uh, a whole lot of difference between each level. They all kind of look the same. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, from a game from that time, it's to be expected. Yeah. I mean, you only got like five or six levels to go through, so, you know, they could have thrown right. some different stuff in there, but, yeah. And I read a couple of reviews where, where a lot of people were saying, like, it felt lazy. The game felt lazy because it was a lot of repeated stuff over and over again, but... I don't know. I kind. I I guess I must have just have. I must just have a lot of nostalgia for this game because I did play this a lot as a kid, and I can kind of overlook that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, if that's really the only thing that people complain about, game's not doing too bad. Yeah, uh, and the last thing here I wrote, uh, you get, and I say this in quotations, and please don't cancel me for saying this. It says, congratulations at the end of the game. <laughs> and that just cracks me up. And that's what was referred to as English back in the day. <laughs> because I think it was Ghostbusters said the same thing at the end of the game. Congratulations. Like, uh, thanks? <laughs> For a split second when I was reading your notes earlier, I'm like, what does he mean by it? And then it hit me, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> Okay, I yeah. I get it. A little language barrier there for yeah, the... <laughs> but it's okay. I mean that happened a lot back in the day because you know they would make these games in Japan and they probably just had you know they needed to localize it for for English speaking you know game uh, you know put it in North America and they probably got you know some guy that you know barely spoke any English like hey you know some English come translate this. And he would do his best, and it would come out with broken English. And I don't know, just kind of like Jimmy and Bimmy. Like, that still makes me laugh every time I see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so what, what were your overall thoughts on this game as um, far as, like, a number score? As far as a number score, I mean, I, it's not the greatest game in the world, but I find it to be a lot of fun to go back and play. So I would give it a, at least a 7. You know, it's a good solid C for an NES game, you know, is it as good as Super Mario Brothers 3 or anything like that? No, but I I honestly think it's it's better than Double Dragon. I think Double Dragon's just kind of broken. I I went back and played it again not too long ago and that game's just it's hard, way it's too evil. hard to play. It's evil. I'm convinced that that game is evil. Yeah. But uh, some of the, the let's see, on uh, MobyGames.com, uh, the average score of the game is 66%. Uh, let's see, Questicle.net gave it a 75%. Top Secret gave it 100%. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 73%. Um, All Game Guide, 60%. Uh, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library gave it a 60%. Uh, and Retro Game Reviews gave it a 50%. So... It's hovering above the 50% mark, so it, it leans more into the good game category. You know, it's a, it's a solid side-scroller, and if you like those these types of games, you know, it's worth playing, I think. 
and that's the impressions that I got from from watching the gameplay as well. You know, like it does it look amazing? No, but if you like your side scrolling beat 'em ups, it seems like it would be worth a shot. Yeah, and and like I said, I still this is just still one of my favorite NES games. I'm still on the hunt for a complete inbox copy of this game just because I just want to have it because like I said, this is one of the few games I could actually beat as a kid. So, and I just, I destroyed this game over and over again. So when I would get frustrated with with like Ninja Gaiden or something that I just couldn't beat, I would go play this and finish it and actually feel like I accomplished something. (laughs) Uh, But that's cool though. And I, I, I'm surprised it took you this long to, review it because i I remember you mentioning it a a long time ago and it's been on my list here for a long since we started the show and i don't know i just i just never really got around to it and then last week i was like yeah it was in my uh, i have a copy of it but it was in my um uh uh, what's this thing called uh open emu library and i use open emu for my emulation which is a really good software if you have a mac or Mm -hmm. apple device um, but I, I had it in there and I just fired it up and started playing it and I ended up beating it after like 45 minutes. I was like, eh, might as well go ahead and review the, view it for this week. It's funny how like, you know, we've been doing this show now for six years and there's still games that we can think of like, oh, well, we haven't reviewed those yet. Yep. Oh, there's so many still on my list that I still need to get to. So don't worry about us pod fading. We still got plenty <laughs> of content to get to. Yeah, we're just scratching the surface. Yep. But uh, but yeah, that's that's my review for POW. I give it a, a thumbs up. Go give it a shot. Fantastic. So next week, you're doing a Christmas-themed game. I am. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I know a while back you reviewed uh, Home Alone 1. I'm going to be reviewing Home Alone 2, which I might be in the minority, and I might get kicked off the show for saying this, but I like Home Alone 2, the movie, better than 1. It, it, I enjoy it, but I still like the first one. It, it edges it out. Not by much, yeah. but they're both, to me, enjoyable at about this. I could sit and watch either one and be happy. Yeah, Yeah, so... I'm excited to try it out. I've never played the game before, but like I said, I just wanted to get in the Christmas spirit and uh, I figured why not review a Christmas game? Awesome. So that's going to be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, Maybe I'll watch the movie before next week too. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched the first one um, not too long ago and it's, it's still a must watch. Oh yeah. Both, both, both movies are. Yeah. uh, I think it was Friday night or Saturday night, we're watching a movie. I got to pick the Christmas movie for the night, and it was out of Home Alone or Christmas Vacation. And I, I had to go with Vacation. I, I had to. But Home Alone I haven't watched up. that. I haven't done my annual watching of Christmas Vacation yet, but <laughs> there's so still good. time. <laughs> Shitter was full. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Derek, what's going on with the Derek Diamond experience? So uh, I dropped the episode for this week a little bit later than usual. Um, I actually dropped it right when we started this podcast. Uh, it's with an uh, actor named Teo Pinglis, who is mostly known for being a soap opera actor um, from Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. But the cool thing is he just launched his own podcast hmm. 
called Lost Treasures, and it's like an audio drama where he's reading stories that he wrote about um, an archaeologist, um, like traveling to like the Nile River and the the Egyptian pyramids and things like that. So that's cool. It's kind of like Indiana Jones meets an old radio drama. Dude, speaking of Indiana Jones, I I did not get to see Dial of Destiny in the theater, but I did watch it on Disney Plus on Saturday. Why didn't anybody tell me how good that movie was? Holy crap. I thought I mentioned it. Dude, I loved yeah. it. To yeah, the, it was really good. To the point, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray just so I can have it and hug it and squeeze it. Yeah, it was much better than I expected. Because, you know, after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I went in with pretty yeah. low expectations, <laughs> which I think helped. Me. But, it, yeah, I I really enjoyed Dial of Destiny. Dude, if you uh, just forget that uh, that uh, Kingdom of uh, uh, the Crystal Skull never happened, and you look at this as the true sequel to uh, 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 Last, Last Crusade, Crusade. Uh, this is a perfect four-part journey. It felt like an old summer blockbuster movie. Yep, it was an old-fashioned adventure movie, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to, to derail you. <laughs> oh, no, no it's, all, no, it's all good. Yeah, if you want to check out um, the podcast, head over to linktree.com slash podcast. And uh, go check out the Open Micers podcast at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we just dropped our nominees for Guest of the Year on the uh, our, on our website, openmikers.com. So if you're a listener, go over there, look at our nominees. And uh, if you want to vote, you got to be a patron of the Open Micers podcast. But uh, the winner of Guest of the Year is going to get uh, an o- Open Micers Guest of the Year t-shirt and a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> because you have to get a because rotisserie chicken. I mean, it's the Open Micers. He has uh, to, they have to get a rotisserie chicken to be the I winner. meant to send a picture in the, the group chat, but whenever I was um, <laughs> shopping on Saturday, I passed by a rotisserie chicken and I just went, <laughs> but we've had some really good guests uh the last couple of months and uh tonight's episode is going to be insane and i can't wait to see what happens but mr jp leonard who created the rotisserie chicken meme for the show is returning as well as tyler arsenault and um me and jacob Neither of us can pronounce his name correctly because Jacob keeps calling him Marcinio. And during our um, Thanksgiving Patreon special, I called him Taylor because I, w- I had hot sauce brain when I was trying to say his name. So poor guy just can't catch a break. But he's one of the, the nominees. So go check it out at Open Micers Twitter and Instagram. Oh, real quick. Um, I didn't ask you, how was um, your guy's show? On oh, Friday. it went fantastic. It could not have gone any better. The place was packed. Everybody was there to see some comedy. We both killed it, and luckily we uh, filmed each other's sets, so I'm going to use that to further my career because you could not ask for a better crowd, a better you know stage setup. It was awesome, and uh, I, I it lit a fire under me to actually get back out and start doing more comedy after that oh good yeah i hate that i couldn't make it but i'm glad you know i saw jacob's picture on um facebook and i was surprised at how packed the place was but i I mean vinyl looks it looks great since they remodeled it yeah that place is a barn so it's hard to fill that place up but it was pretty full i think it was about 80 percent full they said that's fantastic 
it was a good night. It was a great night. I wish you could have gone, but I know you were sick. But uh, next time, next time you'll have yeah, to be there. Yeah, well, as, as Terrence Howard said in Iron Man, next time, baby. Yeah, next I'll sneak you in the back door or something. Yeah, get you <laughs> in the side door so you can come see. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Any Anything else before we walk out the door? No, I don't think so. Well, if you want to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. That includes all of our social media, our Patreon, our merch shop. We have a Cash App and PayPal buttons on there. So if you don't want to do Patreon, but you still want to give us a little cheese, go Cash App us some money. PayPal us some money. If, or just go to ncrmerch.com. It's Christmas time. Get some some nerdy stuff for your, your peoples. T-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. Follow us on social media at Nerd Cave Retro. And please leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. So please, Derek, tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. Come to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Hey Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right, Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order.